So you want to be a travel nurse. Let's talk about that. We're going to go over some things that will make your nursing experience a success and hopefully get you to your next level uh, in nursing. Travel nursing can be fun. I did it for 17 years out of my 23 years as a registered nurse. So let's dive into it. My name is Didi. I am that black nurse. The first thing people think of when we're talking about traveling is money. Everybody think your nurses <laughs> are rich. I beg to differ, but we do and can make good money in this position. So that's the first thing I want to talk about is your money. When you are on a travel assignment, it's an opportunity you get paid every week. Uh, taxes do still come out of that check, but if you travel out of your home state that you've been living in for a year or more and go to another state, you will have to pay both state taxes. No one told me that. I had to learn it the hard way, and I live in North Carolina, and North Carolina does not play when it comes to their state taxes. They charge too much, in my opinion, but that's just mine. Now, your money, you got to negotiate. You have to negotiate. And don't be afraid because you're going to be on a contract. So if they're paying you $1,500 a week, your recruiter that recruited you to this position is getting paid as well. They get commission off of you. So if they can afford $1,500, they more likely can afford $2,000. Don't be afraid to ask for that. With that money comes a stipend. Stipend money is for your housing and any other thing you want to use it for. But it's basically given to you for your housing. Wherever you go, it, it will be a stipend for that area. So if you go to, say, California, well, cost of living there is pretty high. So you're probably going to get a stipend between two to 2500 maybe even 3000 Just depends on what part of California you go to, plus your base pay. Now, your base pay, they like to break it down to your actual taxable income and non-taxable income. So you could be really making, say, $75 an hour. Well, let's say hmm, 44 of that is going to be taxed. 45 of that would be taxed and the rest of it would be yours again you got to pay taxes um, so that non-taxable money usually falls in there with your stipend it's hard to explain it but when you see your first check you'll see what I'm talking about or actual recruiter again your recruiter is there for you everything you need your your Questions for the job, uh, your tax papers, your um, money missing out of your check, things like that. That recruiter is also your point of contact. If something were to go wrong, basically they would be sort of like your supervisor. Um, if they're wanting to fire you from your position, first person they're going to call is your recruiter. And you will be calling your recruiter as well. So 
that person again is making money off of you and you need to figure out how much that is so that you can increase your pay per week most companies these days pay per week um, you do have some that still do this every two weeks but i would say those are the more mom and pop type companies okay your contract every travel assignment has a contract you have to sign a contract <laughs> no matter what you do what field you go into or anything i don't care if you're a cna LPN, RNMP, PA, whatever, you will sign a contract. You best believe that what you got to do and what you don't do is in that contract. So it's best for you to understand that if you don't want to do something, you better put it on your contract. So in other words, if you don't want to work holidays, that better go on your contract. If you don't want to work 48 hours a week versus the 36 hours a week, you better put it in your contract. If you don't want to work weekends, put it in your contract. If you work, if you want to work, work, sorry, if you want to work certain days of the week, or if you want off uh, those certain days of the week, well, you better put that in your contract. Um, no Mondays, no Fridays, put it in your contract. I'm just trying to tell you. Whatever you want to do, when you go on that contract um, and what you don't want to do, you better put it in contract because you will work those holidays, those every other weekends or every weekends or every Monday, every Friday. Because what the companies do when you get there, they look, at their, look after their full-time people. So whatever their full-time people want, that's what they do. So if you got full-time people there that's not going to work any Mondays or Fridays or every other weekends or no weekends at all, guess who will have to do it? That's right, you. So if you don't put it in your contract, people, you just up shit's creek, okay? Now, also, your money will be in your contract. So look over it very carefully. Um, some people even take theirs to a lawyer just to make sure the wording is right and just to make sure that you're not being gypped. Um, say that you go to work, but yet you were called off. No one called you. Well, sometimes people get paid for two hours. I've seen it go from an hour to three to four hours to pay um, when you show up and you weren't called off um, or no one bothered to call you because you're not important because you're, you're a travel nurse. I'll get into that a little bit later. But definitely... Um, your contract is everything you need it to be. Read over it. If you have to get a lawyer, you get a lawyer. Um, if you're out so many days and within your contract could be in there, then you don't get your bonus. Because um, some some contracts offer pretty good bonuses from a thousand, from five hundred to a thousand to two thousand upon completion or upon starting. It depends on where you want it to be. It could be in the middle of your contract. So again, that contract, that piece of paper, maybe two pieces, very, very important. Don't let your recruiter fast talk you, especially if you're new to the game. Learn as much as you can prior to applying to a particular company because that will also uh, change a lot of things for you when you see that different companies pay different rates. Never go for two or three companies at one time because all of them are fighting for that one position in the hospital. So 
whichever one uh, decides to send in your contract to the same hospital or, I don't know, the same nursing home or wherever you decide to work, um, they look at that as you're trying to jip them out of money, the company out of money, not the recruiter, but the company that they sent in your contract to. So if you're going to do that, it's best to let your recruiter know up front so that they don't send you to that same company. So whichever one for me personally offered me the most money, that's where I went. You may do differently. So know that you have to take tests and everything up front prior to going to these jobs. You probably have to do the company that your recruiter worked for, you work for, as well as the company that you're going to be sent to. Um, and most of the time it's both. I would say that much. Your housing. Let's talk a little bit about your housing. That stipend is for that. Okay. That stipend is for that housing. Now, you don't have to let the company do it for you. Find your find your housing. You can find your own housing. You can go through these, what, these bed and breakfast places, people that rent out their rooms for um, a certain amount of money for a certain amount of time. Search, 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 search. I think they even have a website for travel nurses to go to to actually see housing. So um, do that. Don't let them have that 1500 because you could probably find um, a place for 500 or six or seven hundred, and that rest of that money is yours. So once you pay your rent, and that could be for the month, or you can do it weekly. However, you all come up with that uh, would be up to you and that company. But always go onto that website wherever you want to go to and check the ratings. Make sure you don't have you know any bed bugs and bugs, roaches, and all this kind of stuff in your housing when you get there. I knew a girl that stayed in her car because of that. And she was parked right out there in the parking lot of the of the hospital. She'd come in in the morning, she'd take a shower within the uh, facility in the locker room, and she put her clothes on and she went to work. But she slept in her car. To me, that was very dangerous. But the place that she had rented was very nasty. So um, she decided not to stay there. So make sure you do that. Make sure you get great housing. Um, nurses talk. So I'm pretty sure you'll find something or somewhere that somebody has said something positive and or negative about even the person that's running out the place to them um, and what they like and what they don't like. It can get pretty personal. So the next thing is <sighs> be ready once you've done all of that to start actually doing your nursing. Okay, whatever floor you go to or uh, department you're in, you know, whatever. Get ready to have either the most patients or the worst patients. Now, I'm not saying that this is across the board. It is not. Um, but my experience of 17 years, it is, I want to let people know that you will be treated differently because you're a travel nurse and because you make more money in the eyes of the co-workers. Okay, um, and they think that you should do more. Um, you should have the worst patients. Uh, you should be able to handle it. The money that you're getting paid, you should be able to handle it. Well, if you can't handle it and you know that they can't handle it, why are they expecting you to handle it? I always say speak up because if you don't speak up, it'll continue happening to you. Um, 
I'm just an outspoken person, so you're not going to run over me. I said I'm not taking 10 patients, so you either get ready to work, mischarge nurse, or you better start handing off some of these patients to your, your nurses sitting over here having a lollygag time over here talking about Fifi and the dog. I ain't got time for that. You better get over there and change up this assignment. And that's what I mean. That's how I say it. I don't have tact most of the time. I try. I really do try. I try to be as professional as I can, but I'm very stern. When I say something, I will, what, this is just what I mean. And you really don't want me to get upset because I'm starting throwing stuff. You know, now I don't do that. I used to, though. I admit it. I used to. But don't take me off. So... I'm not taking all the patients, and I'm definitely not going to take the worst patients because that used to happen to me in my very first couple of contracts. I seemed to get the worst once, and I would be, like, tired when I leave. Um, and I would be leaving really late. I would always work 7, 8, 7 p. And sometimes I didn't get out of my job to 10 o'clock, and I would be doing 48-hour weeks. And I'm like, this is some bull. I am not going to keep doing this. So one day I decided when I came back into work, I'm not taking seven patients. This is this floor right here is a floor where you is oncology floor. So you're giving out damn blood all day, mag runs, potassium runs, cipro, all these damn vitamins, Raglan for your nausea or Finnegan. You're constantly moving. Then you turn around after all of that, you still got the chemo to hang. How about them apples? Oh my gosh. So having seven patients doing that, no, 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 no. And you got people over here, they got four and five, you done lost your whole entire mind. Yes, you did. So a nurse had called out that morning, so they just said, well, just give it to Dee Dee. Well, yeah, okay. Just give it back to the charge nurse. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. I'm not playing with you. And she was mad. She was livid. I said, all you have to do is just divide them up amongst the nurses that you got sitting up here beside you. Y'all sitting up here laughing and stuff. But I'm running my butt up and down that hall. Just divide them up amongst y'all. That's all you have to do. I'm only taking four just like everybody else. So I'm, I'm outie. And I did. I walked right on down the hall and started doing four patients. And that was that. Needless to say, about four weeks after that, I went ahead and quit that contract because I don't like ignorant people. It just just gets up under my skin. So, be just be aware of that, that you may be mistreated. It could be the color of your skin. It could be just the fact that you're a travel nurse and you make more money in their eyes. Um, and you do make a lot of money. You can make more money than, uh, hell, the, the, the blame supervisors and the nurse manager. Um, that's why I tend to work the, the floor now uh, because... The managers don't make what I make. I make more than them. Uh, and I just think that's ridiculous. But it could be just simply because I got 23 years in the game. So uh, it does work for the positive. Now, once you get there to your job and you start working and whatnot, keep your mouth shut. Understanding that when you first get there, you probably are going to get like two, one, two, or three days of training. Okay, on the unit itself, because they did not hire you to train you for 13 weeks. Okay, they're going to train you as quick as possible, and then they expect you to do the job on your own. If you can't, guess where you'll be? Walking out that front door with a boot in your butt. So, 
Get to know the system. Get to know the computer system, period. I don't care if it is Epic. Epic is huge, but there's different variations of Epic. They they do it towards the hospital standards and what they need. So, um, though the base the basic of it is the same, it changes per department uh, that you go to, even if it's the same type of department. In other words, if I go from leave from one hospital uh, on the oncology floor, or go to another hospital that uses Epic as well on the oncology floor, I can guarantee you there're going to be differences there because the charting is different. And the system is going to be different. Hopefully not too much, but it just might be. So get to know that system and know it quickly, okay? You don't want to be left out there like, where do I do this? How do I do this? Me, I always, on the very first day, I take patience because I said, I'm not going to be struggling (laughs) on that third day. On my third day, first day, by myself, okay? It's not going to happen. So that's what I always did. And um, I would take like three, three of the patients. Say you got five or say you got six. I would take I would take three. I can give a crap about the rest. I'm just saying that's what I do. And so that I knew how to chart. So that I, if I had any questions, I, I know that I had to, I knew that I had to go and talk to either charge nurse or my nurse, whatever. Questions would come up to where I would need the answer. And it's best to answer and ask and get the answer for those questions in those uh, three days of training. It's the best way to go. Now, so that's that. You also want to get to know people that know everything. They're busybodies is what I call them. Most of the time, that's going to be your techs. And you got nurses that are like that too. But techs are everywhere. They leave the unit. They go talk to this person, that person. Don't ever come back. You know, when they're supposed to come back. But when they do come back, they got all the juicy news of the world of the hospital. Okay? Juicy news of the hospital. They can tell you everything that's happening to everybody on the unit that you work with. That person you want to make friends with or be acquainted with. And keep your mouth shut. Say nothing. Listen always. And don't respond. It's just a, mm-hmm. Oh, what? Child, please, you don't say. Are you for real? That really happened? Oh, my gosh. Mm. Mm-mm. That's what you want to do. Don't even open up your mouth. If you didn't even want to say that, that would be good, too, because you don't want your name getting in anything as far as what you don't see. Now, people lie. People do lie, Craig. They lie. So just know, you know, if something pop off, <laughs> somebody said you said something you better hurry up and correct it and get it straight and go straight to that person and let them know I haven't said anything about you I don't know you why would I say anything I don't know who you talk to just get it straight now people but I always know that person that knows everything and everybody with a busy body okay you always want to know that person Second person you want to know is the secretary. The secretary knows the doctors, the doctor's phone numbers. They know the radiology numbers, CT, all of that. They know the units uh, that you're going to be sending a patient to. They know their phone numbers. Um, they, they They are people that have a wealth of information that you will need. If then you can copy numbers down or something like that. 
or get a copy of her page or his page or whatever, who is sitting there as a secretary, then do just that. So you'll have it for yourself and you don't have to keep bugging them. I hate the bug people. So, um, but yeah, get to know your secretary. She is very valuable to the unit. People don't realize how valuable they actually are. They answer that telephone. They um, bring in snacks for people. Uh, they know the nurse manager well because usually they're doing stuff for them, as, you know, as well, too. Checking off this, checking off that, you know, going to find if something's broke. They know who to call when something gets broken. And, you know, they just they know everything. So it's very good to have them in your corner pocket um, or a pocket somewhere. All right. Um, other things that you should look to do. Look forward to learning and getting in your mind is where the bathroom is. It sounds minute, but it is so important because you don't want to use the patient's rooms or the patient's family's bathrooms. You want to use, you know, the ones that are set up for your coworkers and you. And even that can be a yucky situation, but at least you know the people where you think you know anyway. But just find out where a bathroom is so you can get there and get going, child. Um, I told you about the doctor's list. Um, oh, you also want to know when you go to a different area, um, the type of people that you're going to be working with. Um, for me personally, and I'm not trying to be racist, but I would always look up the percentage of blacks and the percentage of whites, Hispanics, and all of that in the area that I'm getting ready to work. Um, I found out in North Carolina, Hickory is the place where they're, um, their meeting place for the KKK, the skinheads, um, all of those type of individuals live in Hickory. Now, they're spread throughout the area um, or surrounding cities, but that is the meeting home. And it actually shows this on the computer. You Google it, put in KKK members living area in North Carolina. Um, it should come up as Hickory. So be careful of that. If you don't have to go to a place where that is a serious problem, then definitely don't go um, find another position because your recruiters don't really care. Your recruiters just want your money. And that's just what it is. They want their commission off of you. Okay. I always ask questions if you don't know. Always, always, always ask questions. Don't act just because you don't want people to look at you like you're stupid. Don't give a crap about that. You better learn that you're dealing with a person in a person's life. So if it ain't you have to ask questions, you better ask those questions. If you need to know about suctioning material and all this kind of stuff, you need to know where the supplies are at. That's another thing that is very important to find out on those first two days. Where everything is at. Supply room, the bathroom, doctor's list. Um, know your secretary. Get to know the busybody person. I always get to know the busybody person. I'm so serious. They can tell you everything. Know your supervisors, your charge nurses, and know your nurse manager. And assistant nurse managers, a lot of them have um, that. But those are the things you really need to look at and pay attention to. Your housing is a definite. Because once you get off from work, you don't want to have to worry about running into some drunk or running into some, I don't know, termite 
out there somewhere in your house, wherever you're staying. Um, you want to come home, you want to relax, you want to sit, rest, and think about your day. Things that you can do better, things that, you know, got you behind, maybe you had to get off late. But the big thing for me is take no mess off of nobody. Don't do it because you don't have to. And you let them know that. I'm a nurse just like you. I have a license just like you. And I don't want my license to be a risk. So therefore, I'm not going to do the things that you're asking me to do. You're asking me to take on seven patients and they are critical patients. All of them are post-op day one. Whatever the situation may be, make it make sense to them so they'll see you as a person and not as a travel nurse. Because if they continue looking at you as a travel nurse, Lord knows what can even happen. I'm trying to tell you. Can be some scary moments there. Um, believe me. I've had mine. So thank you. You've made it to the end of the podcast. My name is Dee Dee. Come back again. And I am that black nurse. I'm out.